Welcome to the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I'm your host, Shayla Quinn, and together we'll go on a journey of self-discovery as we explore all of the inner workings of what it means to live an inspired life. Join me for solo episodes and conversations with special guests for real, authentic deep dives into all things yoga, wellness, self-love, mindfulness, and everything in between. If you're ready to get inspired, learn, grow, evolve, to connect, and up-level your life, then you've come to the right place. I am beyond excited that you're here, so let's dive in. Hi, my loves. Oh my gosh, it has been a hot minute since I have recorded a podcast episode. I've truly missed you guys. I had a really rough end to 2023. And I feel bad that I haven't been able to show up for you every Tuesday like I have for the past three going on four years, but things were rough. And I actually recorded an amazing episode for you with my friend and astrologer, Julian Elizabeth. And I'm gonna share it with you today, but we recorded it in December And I had every intention of sharing it with you in December before the end of the year, which you'll hear me point out at multiple times during the episode. However, what you'll also hear within the episode was that I got sick on top of everything that I was dealing with in my personal life, losing Penny and just the holidays being a triggering time as it is. And I had some other things happening in my life that were just heavy and taking it all out of me. I ended up getting really, really sick. And I think that it was in this chat that I had with Julian that I felt inspired to truly practice what I preach and listen to my body and heart. And it was clear to me that even though I was trying to push through and I was trying to continue to show up, the universe and eventually my body by way of getting sick was screaming at me to slow down and take a pause and focus on healing and grieving. I typically would just push through and show up anyway because I pride myself on being a woman of my word and I have a commitment to you to show up every Tuesday. But again, in this conversation with Julian, we both just kind of kept coming back to this theme of more honesty and more realness. And even though I had every intention of continuing to show up, it was clear to me that what I really needed to do was show up for myself. And I feel like a major theme in what I share with you and how I show up online and what I teach and preach is about listening to your body and showing up for yourself. And I woke up the next day exponentially more sick than the day I recorded this episode with Julian. And I realized that if I just pushed through like I normally would do, I would kind of be a fraud in a way, right? Because here I am telling you to listen to your body, to slow down, to honor what you need, to feel your feelings, yet I wouldn't be doing that. And so anyway, all of that to say, I missed you and I really appreciate the love and support regarding Penny. And I'm feeling a little more like myself, thankfully. And I'm happy to be in 2024 and happy to be Moving towards healing and getting back into my healthy routines and getting back into a creative flow because it's been really uncomfortable 
the last handful of months to not feel like I was connected to my creativity and just to be dealing with so much heaviness. So long-winded explanation for why I took a sudden and unplanned break, but hopefully you understand. And I'm really so excited to share this conversation that I had with Julian because we didn't just touch on the end of 2023, which I know we are now in 2024, but so much of what we spoke about regarding 2023 is still so relevant. So I still wanted to share this conversation with you. But in addition to sort of reviewing 2023, we spoke a lot about perspective on challenges and why some of us may have been feeling more challenged over the past few months than others. And we spoke about setting intentions and we got into a 2024 astrology preview for the beginning of the year. And we even at the end of our chat, we got into my personal chart, which wasn't planned. As you'll hear, we kind of closed things out and then we decided to keep chatting. I feel like this episode kind of ends abruptly, but I just figured I would leave it in and let it be imperfect and messy. That's an intention of mine this year is to just be even more honest and real and give myself permission to be what I am, which is an imperfect human, just doing my best and trying to do what I can to uplift and inspire others. So I know you're going to love this conversation that I had with Julian. And again, I really appreciate you being understanding and hanging in there with me. I'm happy to say that I am back in the creative swing of things. So you can expect a new episode every single Tuesday. I have a lot of really powerful, amazing things for you planned this year, and I'm really excited to share them with you. And yeah, I'm just super grateful for you guys. I love you, and I hope you enjoy this episode with Julian Elizabeth. It's hard to believe that it's the end of the year. 2024 is in when you guys are listening to this, it's in a week, which is crazy. We have my favorite astrologer back, of course, for the final episode of 2023. Welcome, Julian. Hi. Hi. I'm I'm really excited to be here and for this conversation. Me ending the year together. Yay. It's this is like one of my favorite things to do throughout the year is to connect with you and share some astrology and life wisdom with the listeners. And Julian and I were chatting before we started recording and we were kind of talking about just kind of getting a loose idea of what direction we wanted to go in today. And we both kind of looked at each other and we were like, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. I have been going through a rough time and I was sharing a little bit with Julian. And if you guys watch my YouTube channel and um, listen to the podcast too, then you already know that I've been kind of going through it. And I feel like the holidays and this time of year can be triggering as it is. So we're going to keep it real. I hope that you guys will appreciate that. And I'd love to kind of start with what's happening now as we end the year. And I'd love to know if this is a me problem or if you think other people might be experiencing some challenges too, because I feel like it's just been one thing after another. Yeah, it's definitely not a you problem. Um, Though what you've been going through is personal and deep. I think that it's a remembrance that we we go through seasons, right? Um, astrology is a study of life cycles. And that's what draws me to it is understanding that someone, we may have seasons where we're just bouncing and things are going, you know, really bright and the challenges that we're having are more minimized. And then there are times where it 
feels in balance. And then there are times where it feels flipped. And I think something that we were talking about before is that we have to keep things in perspective that it's not all bad yeah. without bypassing the challenge that we're actually in too. Right. Um, yeah. And the end of the year is, is hard. I mean, the re- one of the reasons why we have so many holidays at the end of the year is because the end of the year is hard. It's like throwing these festivals of light into the last month of the year because it's so dark, because it's challenging. You know, it really begins in Scorpio season, which is the underworld. And that's often a time that really dredges up a lot of challenges and shadows and questions of mortality. And then we reconcile that through the end of the year and kind of gifted in some ways with the start of the year, which often feels like, you know, tearing off the last page of the calendar and starting something new, which I know for me feels hopeful. And the last couple of weeks for me have felt a little bit like, like just a race to the finish line, Mm. you know, like, let me just get to the end and then I'll start new. And it actually brings me a little bit of comfort to think about it that way, because I think from that context, I give myself a little bit more permission to rest and to be with my loved ones instead of thinking I have to be producing or I should be putting myself out there more. Yeah, totally. And I think too, to touch on what you said, perspective is so important, even perspective on the way you think things should be going. You know, I find myself coming back to the reality that, yes, I've been through some things that have made me suffer but I end up creating more suffering for myself because I'm resisting the thing that's happening and I'm annoyed about whatever it is that's happening rather than just kind of finding some acceptance for it and working through it the best way that I can. So yeah, hopefully we can get some answers and clarity today. Yeah. And 2023 has been a lot. I am in like awe in all directions, good, bad, challenging successes of what this year has been. And I wonder if we can just invite people to go and think a little bit about or feel into this year. If we were to place ourselves on December 20th, 2022, and all that we had hoped 2023 would have been, or that we would experience. I know for me, I literally could not imagine that my life looks like what it looks like. And in a lot of ways, that's amazing. And in some ways, that's a little bit disappointing as well. Yeah, agreed. I was doing some reflecting this morning too, because I've been feeling like it's been one thing after another. And I'm like, I really feel like I'm in a rut. I feel like it's been the year, the end of the year has not panned out the way I thought it would. There's been lots of tragedy and unfortunate things. And I feel like it's just been really challenging for me. And and this morning I was thinking how I should gain some new perspective. And so I was going back through all of the things that did go right this year. And it was an, an interesting exercise in self-reflection to realize that even in the challenging moments, there's been so much growth and goodness and a lot of good stuff has happened. I think it's so easy for us to focus on all the things that go wrong, especially when we feel like there's a plethora of them and they're kind of all clustered together, right? It's like, everything's going downhill. It's like, well, wait, it's not all bad. There's also this pressure at the end of the year, right? Where you look back on your goals and if you didn't reach them or surpass them, then you end up feeling like shit, you know? And you're like, oh, this year was a waste or whatever it is. But it's so important, again, put things into perspective and celebrate your wins. 
Yeah. And that idea of one thing after another, we notice it so much more often when it's not good things. Totally. Right. And a lot happens in 12 months. A lot happens in four weeks. A lot happens in seven days. And and we get to measure. We have all these ways of measuring time. And that can, in retrospect, be something that we can use as a tool that helps us. What was going on in the spring? What was going on in the summer? What was going on in the fall? And chances are we'll find more things to celebrate than to just struggle with. But neither is better or worse. It's important, I think, when we are putting something into perspective to not necessarily make certain things wrong or bad, Mm. even when they are really hard. Yeah. We don't necessarily know why something happens when it happens. I watched this adorable rom-com last night because I just wanted to cry and rom-coms always make me cry. And one of the lines of the movie was, fate can only be fate if we decide we want it to be. And I loved that as a way of thinking about all of life happening to us, not as like this predetermined destiny that we don't have free will over, but of not knowing why something is happening to us and maybe not necessarily having to zero in on the why and instead just meet ourselves in the what and love ourselves through it. Because like you said, we pierce ourselves extra tough with that second layer of why is this happening to me or the resistance to it? Yeah. Resistance to it. Or even like, I've got to figure it out. And I think in the age of time that we're in right now, I have to figure it out so that I can do something with it. So I can create content with it, or I can create a program so I can help people and or even just make sense of it, right? Or make sense of it. And I'm, I'm in the camp of all of those things. And so, so much of my growth this year has been to learn how to be with what is so that I can appreciate the things that are epic and amazing. And I can also come to clarity and peace with the things that are not epic and amazing. Totally. So I, of course, don't want to project my own stuff onto anyone listening. But in case somebody listening has been feeling extra challenged in maybe the last handful of months or this last part of the year, what's happening in the planets and why might this be happening? And maybe you can offer some clarity. Yeah. For us. Well, one of the big things that happened happened in October and that was eclipse season. And eclipse season tends to change the game and often asks us to go deeper or look at things from a different perspective. And so the month of October was a game changer, really from the beginning through the end. And we can look at that on a large scale with the world. We can look at that in our own lives. Eclipses I've talked about as being times when fate really drives, when things just happen and we have to manage a new deck of cards or a new hand of cards. And so this eclipse cycle that we had in October was a shift from Taurus and Scorpio into Aries and Libra. So eclipses happen in pairs. Um, They happen in two signs over the course of about a year and a half. And so for the year and a half from 2021 until this past season, they were happening in Taurus and Scorpio, which was really asking us to look at our attachment to things, the ways we make things really complicated, uh, the standards we hold ourselves to. And hopefully, as we'll see with time, brought us to a greater appreciation of the moment of 
presence of our resources as we have them instead of thinking about what we don't have, really appreciating what we do have. And that will, I think, start to see more and more as the year evolves because we have now seen the eclipses shift into Aries and Libra. And so this is asking us to take that deepening level of appreciation for what we have, which is really our own value. You know, that's how we form our self-worth. It's like what we have, who we are and what we believe we have to offer. And so now we move forward into a new eclipse cycle that is really looking at how do we show up in the world with this newfound sense of worth, it may mean that certain ways we were okay with like, I don't totally love this, but I'd rather have harmony than realness. We're not really down for that as much anymore. And so we're asking for more realness. And when we make that shift into, I want things to be real. I want to be unapologetically myself. I want to, you know, confront my life and I want greater impact. I want greater depth. Well, certain things can get pretty stirred up from that. And so we may be going through relationship changes. We may be confronting a deeper level of truth within our lives that doesn't always feel great. I wish you guys could see my face right now. My eyeballs are like saucers. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so spot on. I mean, that's quite literally what we said. Like, let's keep it real. I I don't want to just, let's just be honest. Let's just keep it real. And I feel as though, and this is why I know I say this every time we chat for the podcast or every time we actually talk, but this is why I love astrology because I already feel a sense of peace because these are all things that I've felt. And to just kind of have that guidance from the planetary happenings makes me feel like, okay, I'm not so far off. You know, like these things are happening and, and there is a purpose and gosh, I felt so many of my relationships shift and I feel like I have been experiencing all of those things. So all of that makes so much sense. Yeah. And when I, when I was looking at the astrology at the beginning of 2023, I called it a tide shift. This year is going to be a tide shift. So it's going to change our orientation to things. And so it's very much like, if you think of you're spinning in one direction or something spinning in one direction, and then you change the direction, it's really turbulent. It's Mm. confusing. Certain things are introduced that, you know, can give you like a whiplash or a different gravitational pull. And so this year has been a little bit messy in certain ways. We've found ourselves making decisions that we couldn't have anticipated. And Mm. this year, 2023 started with Mercury retrograde and Mars retrograde. And if we can even recall, it's kind of interesting to me because I really spoke about this a lot at the beginning of 2023, which is how slow this year is going to start might be shocking, but by March, April, May, things are going to feel like they're catching up and the rest of the year is going to move really, really fast. And that is so true Mm -hmm. in my life. It was like so slow until March and then boom, 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 boom. So much has happened. And here we are in December at the very end. Now, December is marked by a Mercury retrograde as well. And so the end of this year is also supposed to be slow. And I think it's for a reason. It's for us to really be reflective and to regather ourselves and live in a way that is aligned with the pace of the season. 
So, you know, this idea of like jumping interesting in, you'd say fast. that. <laughs> it's interesting you'd say that because I feel like, like I told you the last couple of months, the last handful of months, probably since August, which is kind of a long time. It's been one thing after another. And I keep saying to myself that, okay, once I get through this, I'll be able to reset and then like pick up my pace again and get back to my groove because I'm a mover and a shaker and I want to do and I've felt very distracted by these things that keep happening in my life. It's been hard to be creative and in flow with these things. And I know this is life, you know, but of course here I am when I'm in it. I'm like, I can't do this all. And now everything with Penny happened, my dog, and it's been devastating and really hard for me. And that was a seven ish eight week ordeal and that left me with a couple weeks left of the year and I was like okay I've got to try to like power through the end of the year and like make this stuff happen because I feel like I've just been all over the place it's been really hard for me to keep up but I have a little bit of time and then I've like woke up this morning like I told you sick I'm like are you serious are you serious I have things I want to do and it's just yeah anyway the universe and my body it's asking me to slow down and do less and I'm really fighting it. But yeah. Yeah. Well, it brings us back to like this idea of acceptance, which I think has been a current theme, a recurring theme throughout the year and really understanding and being real with the actual power of our energy, which means really tuning in to what do we actually have capacity for? I think before 2020, I wasn't asking that question in as real of a way as I'm tapping into it now, because I recognize now I don't have capacity to just power through a super long list like I used to. And I think energetically we've changed. I think the intensity of the world affects that. I think the impact and power of our voices has become more significant, but our attention is something that we need to be real about our energy, um, you know, the ways that we really truly show up. And I know for me to show up in a way that is impactful, radiant, or gracious, the things that I value, I can't do as much. And I have to tune in to what am I available for today? Yeah. And I think that we, my wish is that we all could be doing that. I do know that there is this pressure to survive, if you will, right? But I wonder if even in our day-to-day lives, even with that pressure to show up and do the things we know we have to do in order to make ends meet and do all these things, if there's a way for us to still try to honor where we're at in some way, shape, or form, whether that's maybe doing a little less or not worrying so much about whether or not it's perfect, but instead just showing up and getting it done or getting some version of it done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know so many of us hold ourselves to a standard that is unfair incredibly beyond what other people hold us to totally right so it's like I think everybody listening is like that they're like yeah yeah (laughs) I want to give from this place of like zeroing in on I'm a Virgo so like I zero in on such nuanced details and the truth is people are probably not even gonna read that (laughs) yeah 100% And, you know, when, when we're talking about this, I think about Saturn moving into Pisces this year. That's another big thing that happened in 2023. And Saturn is all about where we take responsibility and also where we're maturing. And so the message with that over 2023 and 2024, because it's a two and a half year transit is really taking responsibility for 
our creative and spiritual gifts, Mm. as well as taking responsibility for our tendencies to escape our mindless behaviors. There's for sure a lot of energy that I place outside of myself in really needing to, I think, navigate a pretty intense world where there's a lot of information coming at us. There's a lot of opinions coming at us. There's a natural tendency for so many of us to need outlets to escape. And that can be social media and that can be relationships. It can be, you know, kind of numbing out in many ways that we might. And so the Saturn and Pisces transit is shining a light on some of that. Like how much time are we putting towards mindlessness or escapism and not making that wrong, but really working with this idea of responsibility and thinking, how could I support myself in a different way? What kind of boundaries or limits could I put on myself to um, protect my energy differently? And um, so I think that's something to explore too, with the balance of this also being for the elevation of your creative and spiritual gifts, because I know so many of us listening and you and I, we have incredible gifts that we want to give in the world. We want to create things. And so finding that balance between how do I nourish myself? How do I rest? How do I find peace? And, and how do I give and how do I create? Yeah. You know, as you were talking to it, it got me thinking about, and I'm sure some people listening can relate, how typically at the end of the year, we kind of measure how successful the year was or wasn't based on maybe how much we made, or if you're a content creator, what your Instagram following is, or how your business is doing, or whatever, if you got the car, if you got the house, or whatever it might be. But I think we can sometimes forget too, to pay attention to the emotional growth that might have happened, right? There's been so many milestones that I've reached that I wasn't necessarily keeping track of emotionally, you know, healing trauma and growing past my edges spiritually and emotionally and romantically and putting myself out there and developing a healthy relationship and all of these things. And so, yeah, it just got me thinking too, we can't discount that and how much energy and focus that takes, you know? Imagine if we celebrated the end of the year, or perhaps we could even in this conversation invite that by how we were able to prioritize rest or we were able to prioritize sustainability, right? Personal growth. Yeah. Moving at a pace that actually is sustainable or consistent. Um, I know in previous years, I've celebrated how much I did, even in the, in the evidence of burnout, still being like, but I did so much. Totally. And now I think that as we move forward, there's an opportunity to really place are doing in context to something more sustainable? Like what kind of life do you want to create? If you have other people in your life or um, other beings in your life, like children or a desire for children or a partner or pets, like how available have I been in those dynamics? Um, How sustainable is what I'm creating to adding more love or more relationships? Totally. I'm on board with all that. So what is happening currently as we end the year. I think we have, when this episode comes out, four four days left of the year. And 
before we move into 2024, maybe we can talk about setting intentions, but then we'll shift into like a little 2024 preview, <laughs> what Yay. we can expect in the beginning of the year. And then we'll have you back, of course. <laughs> well, December 26th is the cancer new cancer full moon. So it's the last full moon of the year lands just um, in the last week and full moons are periods of illumination, things being brought to the surface and cancer is a really nurturing energy. And so for us to really spend that last week of the year, nurturing ourselves, I think this is a pretty supportive full moon. So we'll be, you'll be listening to this a couple of days after we'll still be in the energy of it, but really kind of thinking about the end of the year from this perspective of nurturing we're in Mercury retrograde until January 2nd. We're coming off of a full moon. We're in Capricorn season. So there is the energy of what am I creating in the new year? Yet it is prioritized with how am I nurturing myself? And because cancer is such a feeling energy, I think a great way for us to think about the end of the year is how do I want to feel in the year to come? How do I want to care for myself? If I were to fast forward 12 months and do this reflection at the end of 2024, in what ways? Do I want to prioritize nurturing, nourishment, relationships, my emotions? So allowing our emotions and valuing um, the sensitive ways we navigate the world as much uh, at as much of a priority as we might value the money that we make or the things that we accomplish or what we build or how much we grow. Because if we're not growing at, at a pace of really being able to honor it and have gratitude for it and be present for it, we're likely going to be dissatisfied even if we accomplish what we thought we set out to do. Yeah. So we move out of Mercury retrograde pretty quickly, January 2nd. What's interesting about this Mercury retrograde is that it's the first of the rest of the year that, or the rest of the new year. So all of 2024, we'll see Mercury retrograding happening in mostly fire signs. Whereas in 2023, it was mostly earth signs. So this current Mercury retrograde cycle that we're in is both it's Capricorn and Sagittarius. And so when we think about the difference between having our Mercury retrograde cycles happening in earth signs and in fire signs, we see the difference between reflecting on how we used our resources and how many boxes we checked and how good we did. There's a lot of reflection on that, which is why Mercury retrograde cycles this year, like the one we're in now, can have us feeling like frustrated or disappointed that we're not able to do something. Uh-huh. Um, right. It's the end of the year and totally. I'm sick and I can't, yeah, you know, get everything on my list done yes. and learning to like be okay with that. Well, in 2024, all the Mercury retrogrades are happening in fire signs, which is about creativity and resilience and what we create. And so it's a much more passionate energy. So whereas 2023, we may have been reflecting on doing and our challenges with that, this year coming is a lot more about how do we use our passion? Where do we put our energy? What really lights us up? And so it feels a lot more creative to me, like We're actually tapping into doing things because we're passionate about them, not because we know that they work or it's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I can double down on is to take it slow for the first, the last, last week of the year and the first couple of weeks of the year and walk into it. Don't necessarily feel like you have to run into it and 
get everything going because by January 20th, we're going to see Pluto shift into Aquarius, which is a big change. It's a totally different energy that we're going to be kind of navigating for the next 20 years. And so this is something I'm sure we're going to go. (laughs) I'm sure we're going to go into greater depth than in like a future, future conversation, but you know, Pluto transits mark a change in a generation. And so we've had Pluto and Capricorn for the better, for the better half of the last like 15 years. And so that has been really bringing a lot of transformation into this archetype of Capricorn, which is about structure and government and how we make things happen. It's much more of like a hierarchy linear sign. And now Pluto is going to be shifting through 2024 into Aquarius, which is a lot more about innovation. It's about power dynamics in context to the greater whole. So we're likely to see 2024 be much more about this beginning of a new phase. We're really thinking about how what we do contributes to a larger whole, our individual qualities, how we show up in relationships, what we value, and what we do with all of those things. Yeah, we're going to have to definitely touch on that. Yeah, so we can anticipate 2024 to be change, but it's different. I think 2023 is change in a teardown energy, like things are tearing down, whereas 2024 is, oh, and look at all this space we have now that these things have been torn down. What do we want to put here? It's much more imagination. It's much more community, much more collaboration. I think we're going to see a more of an emphasis on how we communicate and interact and create together from a place of curiosity and openness. Isn't that so crazy, though, that I said to you before we started recording that I've felt like the way that I was operating at the beginning of this year, which was really crazy grind hustle, like made lots of stuff happen. It just doesn't feel right anymore. And I feel this guilt and shame for not going back to that, but I'm not sure what to go to next. And it's like, gosh, this makes so much sense because I've been really struggling with like, how do I show up and how do I work and how do I do these routines? And my life is different now and I feel different. And those old ways of being don't feel right. And what is next? And maybe I don't need to figure it out by the end of the year. Where that came to me was just listening. Like that's the word that keeps coming to me is what if you used this time to listen, listen to yourself, listen to your audience, listen to your friends, your lover, like, listen, what are the needs that are really coming up? Because everyone that I know who is sensitive and a giver Mm -hmm. and a creator is sort of in a bit of an identity crisis. Um, I don't even want to use the word crisis, but an identity shift around how do I make meaning of who I am now? Or how do I make impact with who I am now? It's not about throwing out the way that things have been done. But I think it's about really listening to how do I how do I want to create from this new place? And that might take time that might take through January. Yeah. Well, and even like I'm mostly referring to what you had said too, where you're like, I don't have the same capacity to work in the same way. It's kind of like that's been the thing for me where I only know this one way of being where it's all it's balls to the wall or nothing at all. And it's like, 
I don't, that's not working for me anymore. I also have a partner. I have somebody in my life that I want to hold space for and hold space for our relationship. And it's an interesting thing because yeah, I've been struggling with how do I find a new way of being and working and showing up. And it's yeah, very challenging. Uh, I relate so much from being like long-term single solo. I can work at all hours. And I, and we did, and we did. And (laughs) I, I love that aspect of me too. Right. I love when I get a creative hit and I'm just in it and I have this new, like, it's just like this rush of energy that pulses through me and I create from that and I feel accomplished and I can get so much done really fast. And it doesn't seem to be there as much for me right now. And I also have a partner and I'm also navigating this change of having something I value as much and wanting to prioritize or bring, I think my work and my personal life into right balance yeah. that I, I didn't really have as much of a priority around that previously. Totally. Same here. It's been interesting. I'm so curious if anyone listening can relate, I'm sure. In different yeah. Ways. And I, I wonder if like, as a point of reflection, we can all just like consider, even if it's not a partner or another person in our life, what has become of greater importance over this year that you're now not prioritizing likely like the doing as much. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's like, I didn't even realize how much I was doing until I got burnt out. And then I just couldn't do it. Same. I told you, I'm like, I'm still recovering from like November, December, January, February, March of, you know, 2022 into 2023. And I'm like, and it's December now again. And I'm like, how did that happen? (laughs) I'm not like recovered yet from that. Yeah. I, I love that. And to also maybe see in what ways we can bring these things into balance, right? And find acceptance for a new way of being moving forward, right? And if we're to think of 2024 just as like the beginning of a new phase or of a new era, right? A long era, what would be sustainable? And I think it speaks to innovation becoming more important. So not doing things the way that they were, where can we innovate? Where could we simplify? Where could we create systems and structures that are new and more sustainable so that we don't feel like if we're not producing to a certain capacity or we're not in front of the screen for a certain number of hours, we're still contributing or we're still supporting ourselves. I know there's, you know, there's like the part of the conversation that it can be easy to say, slow down, do less. And I got to pay my rent. Right. (laughs) And that's real. Like I said, Um, the pressure of surviving. Yeah, Yeah. it's real. And it's not, it's not getting easier and it's not easier. Um, And so this really is like us on a newer frontier of considering like what's humane. I think that's part of the conversation too, is the pace that we've been operating at actually sustainable and humane for us to create lives that we truly feel enriched by. Yeah. And can we just let go and surrender whatever happened this year? Good, bad, ugly, messy, transformative, boring, whatever it might be. Just kind of let yourself find peace, right? And, And move forward. I love the idea of really letting this be an opportunity for us to leave 2023 in 2023 with gratitude, you know, and move with a clean slate. 
like bless this mess yeah what it is and yeah. know that like in that mess is gold 100%. even and maybe most especially the things that feel like they've led us astray or they've dragged us down there's so much gold in that and we don't have to process it we don't have to make meaning of it immediately in order for it to just be like wow what an incredible year this has been love that yeah no rush Although I'm going to have to keep repeating that to myself because I do feel this pressure of rush, but my body is quite literally telling me no rushing. You're not rushing. It's time to slow down. So like, okay. I have loved this so much. I wanted to round this out with maybe chatting a little bit about setting intentions. This is something I love to do at the end of the year for the beginning of the year. And I know it's something that you incorporate in your practice as well. Maybe some astrological inspired intention setting, if you will, maybe some themes or, you know, anything that comes to mind that if people aren't feeling personally and independently inspired to set intentions, maybe what are some things we could think about in setting intentions for, it doesn't have to be the whole of 2024, but maybe just the beginning or the way in which you choose to move into the new year. Yeah. I love setting intention around like individual, relational and collective. So when I think about like a word or an energy that I want to embody in the year ahead, or I want to lean into, um, what is my like deep core self really wanting? How is it wanting to be seen, right? Kind of coming at it from the thought that we're so multifaceted and we possess the ability to cultivate any qualities within ourselves, shining this light on our inner sense of self around like, where do I, like what part of me wants to come alive this year? What part of me wants to speak? We're going to see Jupiter moving into Gemini in May. And to me, that's a lot around, that's a lot of energy around confidence and our throat and our voices. And so we can think about it in the sense of like, you know, I want to be a better speaker. And we can also think about it as what part of me wants to speak more? Is it the romantic part of me? Do I want to lean into romance? Do I want to lean into discipline? Do I want to lean into slowness? So what part of me wants to come alive and speak? And then if we were to think about it relationally in a similar way, um, you know, what aspect of my relationships is asking to come alive? Is it more connection? Is it... Um, you know, really leaning into being a better listener in my relationships or being more assertive, um, thinking about a relationship, not just as what, you know, this merging of two, but really one plus one equals three. It's two individuals become something together and honoring all three of those things. What aspects of me relationally want to come alive and speak? And so much of this year ahead has to do with us being interdependent in relationships and in society. So not doing it the same as everyone, not following the same way of being or Um, feeling like parts of ourselves are wrong. It's actually about owning all of us, all all of ourselves and seeing that we're uniquely contributing to the world, owning that, being courageous in how we contribute, leaning in and forming dynamics with others and with our world that's interdependent, not codependent and not independent, but interdependent. 
I absolutely love those. I feel like that's already getting my own wheels turning on my intentions. And yeah, is there anything else that you feel like we should know? Be courageous. I, uh, there's so many, similar to 2023, surprisingly, 2024 doesn't have like a million astrological aspects or like so much going on. And surprisingly, 2023 didn't either some big periods of time of intensity and like we're actually integrating a lot and processing a lot as a result of bigger things happening. But if I were to name a word that we could all form our own intention and definition around, it would be courage. What does courage mean to you? What does being courageous in your life look like? It doesn't look the same for every person and it shouldn't. So lean into that usually small, quiet voice within that is just wanting something. That's what motivates so many of us to develop as people, to you know, learn about yoga, to learn about astrology. It's this inner voice that wants to come out. It wants to be an individual and that is courage. And so courage being a theme of the year ahead, what does that mean to you? Get clear on it, set an intention for it to reveal itself to you. I love that. Thank you so much for being here today. And I will leave all of your links down in the show notes as well as a little discount code, right? That's still active. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love that. Thank you. Definitely. Um, If anyone wants to dive a little bit deeper into the specific astrology of the year ahead, uh, you can check out the year ahead forecast that I'll be sharing on the 6th of January. So it's a workshop that I do every year that breaks down a little bit more nitty gritty in planning for the year ahead. So if you like to map things out and set intention by quarter, we'll do some of that in that workshop and it'll be live and then also by replay and in future conversations, we'll be breaking it down in real time, I'm sure. Yes, we will definitely have you on again. That sounds amazing. I will leave all that info down in the show notes, but thank you so much. You're the best. Thanks, Shayla. Thank you. That was so good. I feel like that was really well-rounded and and good. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's always Hopefully so nice having like, you on. Translates. Yeah. I, I love it. Well, for sure. I love what comes out. I feel like our conversations have just continuously gotten more real and like totally heartfelt. Totally. And, yeah. yeah. And you know, it's like, this is, I think, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. This is what a lot of us are craving is just more realness. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, and I, I didn't get into talking about your chart, but I did look at some things like, oh, yeah. I mean, I mentioned the Chiron and the Saturn thing, which is a te- more temporary transit, but it's a lot of like emotional stuff, but like a big theme for you. In we can chat about my chart a little. I can throw this in a little bonus for the people that keep listening. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Um, well, I like maybe, to air my dirty laundry out for everyone. So here we go. No, I love this one. Actually, this one is actually like, this is a, a major aspect for you is like embracing your innate talents and engaging in hobbies that bring you pleasure, pursuing activities that really like light up your heart. There's definitely a shift over the next year of you doing, you have less energy for things that, that don't light you up. And so do with it what you want and then see how it plays out. But essentially like it's a pull from, I should be doing this or I have to do this, or this makes other people happy. 
uh-huh. um, or this serves the many into, uh, but this really turns me on. And so uh. it's like a revisiting of the most, like, it's like you as a child, like when we're kids, we just do things to do things. Right. And it's trusting your success is a big part of it. It's trusting that you have support. You also have Jupiter moving into your seventh house, which is around relationships. So I think really recognizing like you've got a foundational support that you didn't have before. And that maybe there were um, things that you did to receive a sense of safety and security that you're now having met in relationship. And so Mm -hmm. you feel a little bit more supported and provided for to pursue what you really truly want to give and want to create. And it's also the beginning of your Jupiter return, which happens every 12 years. And it marks like a new cycle of learning. Pluto is also moving into your third house, which marks learning. And so you might find yourself wanting to explore a different different avenue like wanting to learn about something new or study something you might like launch a course or enroll in a course again like it kind of comes down to like you're more supported and provided for now than you were when you started some of the things that you're doing so yeah. you're less in survival mode so what are you going to do with it you know what's so funny is i can i had a concept for a new course for whatever reason there's been something that's popped up that's taken me out of my creative zone in order to like conceptualize it and get it going and i've felt this immense amount of frustration and disappointment in myself that i haven't gotten it done it is so important to me but i feel like i need you know a certain amount of creative energy to do it and it's just like i haven't had the, the capacity to do it and feeling so disappointed that i'm pushing it off to next year but it's like it kind of just all ties into everything we've spoken about and just to hear you also to say that 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 could be you know a a good time for me to create something new or launch a new course or whatever Mm -hmm. it is because it's like I'm not really in the zone that I want to be in in order Mm -mm. to create this right now I don't think any of us are I mean it's like okay let me just take okay just take the backpack off you know what I mean like it's fine like I don't need to force it I can't yeah. literally can't force it. Trust, trust your success. That's something like my therapist talks to me about. My partner talks to yeah. me about is like everything you do turns to gold. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. But like, really, yes. like yeah. I, I am successful. I don't, yes. how much energy do I put into trying to convince myself I'm successful when nobody else is doubting that? Totally. Right. And totally. so like all evidence presents itself as like, wow, you just like on three weeks notice moved yourself across the country, got an epic apartment, are supporting yourself. Like, yeah, you're good. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you got something valuable from it and feel empowered to take inspired action. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I loved creating it, then please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with them. I always say that we rise by lifting others, and this is a totally independent podcast. So every little bit of support truly means so much to me. If you're looking for more, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Shayla Quinn. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you again for listening and I'll catch you next week.